Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. An article in an online publication I read oh, a while back stood up a small storm of controversy on some of the forums and in social media in the fish world. The author was suggesting that hobbyists should take with a grain of salt advice from those who apparently don't have a tank or even a body of work to fall back on, particularly those who have guru-like status on forums and stuff like that. While fundamentally his assertion is pretty sound, People who claim that their way is the only way need to have something more than words to back up their claim. I think that the thing that rubbed a number of readers of the piece wrong was the assertion that many people who offer advice and ideas don't seem to show pics of their successful tanks in their articles. Uh, I think that I kind of know what he was hinting at, perhaps in a more direct and less nuanced way. It looks like in the firestorm of criticism surrounding the article that the readers might have slightly misinterpreted what he was getting at. I think this guy's point was not that everyone who is proffering advice has to show this awesome tank or spawning results to back it up. I think, or I'd like to think, that what he was getting at was that people with dogmatic, my way or the highway attitudes that are condescending towards everyone doing things a different way need to offer some advice or evidence supporting their claims. And I have to admit that I disagree with any absolute statement that suggests you must have an epic aquarium in order to offer an opinion or advice. I do agree, however, that anyone asserting that they are right and that everyone else has it wrong should offer some tangible evidence to support their theory. You know, a picture of a healthy, successful aquarium maintained their way is a start, but not necessarily the only evidence we should require, right? I remember a piece I wrote, uh, perhaps in a more gentle tone, called The Danger of Regurgitation, right here on the tin, which I basically offered a similar sort of warning, but I was a little more specific, perhaps less sophisticated, I guess. And it was, be wary of really arrogant people. Only look, yeah, you want to only look back onto recent aquarium history, in fact, reef keeping history. It was the mid first decade of the 2000s to see a graphic example of what the author was in this piece was probably alluding to uh, sanded tanks versus beer bottom, where a tremendous arrogance took over common sense and there was sort of a gang mentality that broke out in the internet between those who supported the idea of keeping a reef aquarium with, with sand and those who were against it. There's some really ugly stuff and those sand bed wars from, you know, 2005 or whatever it was. And I hope you learned a thing from those. The bottom line is that you need to take all advice from anyone with a grain of salt. No one knows everything about aquarium keeping. Whoa, I know I said it. I'll say it again. No one knows everything about aquarium keeping, regardless of their pedigree or even regardless of how nice their tanks look or what kind of degree they have or how many articles they write or whatever, or if they have a podcast or blog like me. It's something to contemplate. I share my experiences, definitely share my opinions, and share my work and the work of others that at least shows that some of the stuff that we're doing, we think is right and it's a good way. We've never said it's the only way or the best way. We think it's the best way. But the bottom line is we are sharing our body of work and our experience. And I think that's what a lot of hobbyists do. 
And during the course of your aquarium keeping career, you're going to probably meet a lot of different people who are also into fish. Many will offer advice. Some of it's welcome, some of it's unsolicited and not so welcome. I've noticed that since we've been in business, I get advice from people all the time. People tend to come and consult with you, even if you're not asking for it. It's a good and bad aspect of the aquarium keeping or the aquarium world. Fellow hobbyists are always willing to help you. The problem is some people are not all that helpful and can even prove detrimental to your enjoyment of the hobby. Not that this podcast was meant as an addendum to the somewhat controversial piece that I was talking about from a few years back, but it may offer some thoughts that perhaps express some parallel sentiments, albeit in a less dogmatic way. This is a topic which has fascinated me for years, and those of you who read my articles and podcasts and listen to me know that I, it's something that I'm very interested in. Bottom line is this, you have to be downright careful about who you let into your home aquarium envelope to check out your tank and render advice. Look, this is not rocket science, but in this internet-fueled, everyone knows everything because of Google age, it's pretty important to grasp. I've actually classified the types of hobbyists who dispense advice and perhaps make you feel like shit who you'll run into now and again. They are, of course, generalizations, but they seem to be somewhat accurate based on my experience, and I figured I'd share them with you so that you could be on the lookout if this happens to you. Number one is the kind of person I call the divert. Now, diverters are cool people. They come into your house, check out your tank, and totally distract you from the direction that you're headed in. These amazing people have a tendency to offer corrections, attempting to show you a better way to go or something that you need to do, usually something that they strongly believe in. These people are well-intentioned, absolutely, no doubt, but they really tend to stare you off course in strange, sort of vicarious fashion, like they want to see you do it. Diverters tend to send you into directions that you never really intended, and it's not always for the better. They may be amazing aquarists and great people, but don't let them and their clever ideas make you think for a moment that anything that you're doing is any less amazing. Just be wary of these charming people and understand that you're pretty good too. Number two is what I call the deviant. And unfortunately, this is not a hobbyist that you'll encounter very often, and you certainly don't want these people in your house. Deviants, as I call them, seem to have all the cool ideas and talk a big game. And they're lucky enough to get away with some less than smart decisions in their fish keeping. You know, the guys that never do water changes or claim that you don't have to, uh, you know, uh, quarantine fish or whatever. So they're always willing to send you down directions that are risky and very contrarian. Although I'm a big fan of doing things your own way, and God knows we, t we talk about some crazy ideas here at Tannin and going against the grain and so forth, I'm less interested in you doing things that someone else was lucky to get away with. It's more about experimentation, and the caveats and warnings are always given. But if you find yourself continuously making bad moves every time a deviant pays you a visit, best you steer very clear of these people. Number three is the type I call the taunt. This type of obvious never seems to let you live down your errors or mistakes. You know, remember when you tried to keep all those rasbora in your discus tank? How well did that go? You know, that kind of stuff. Don't let these people pull you back to the mistakes that you might have made. What are they doing that for? To help you better yourself or to express their own insecurities? Everyone screws up in fish keeping. We all do. If you've messed up, it simply means that you've learned how not to do something. You keep moving forward. You're okay. Don't let people make you feel bad about what you did. And there's a lot of them out there that just seem to take great pleasure in, you know, saying, oh, you really screwed that up. Don't let them get to you. Number four, this is the person that I call the hater. <laughs> we all know a few of those people, unfortunately. They usually lurk on forums and, you know, discussion uh, uh, groups and so forth and ready to strike. They want to be respected and admired by the fishkeeping community for having you know, a great tank or doing great work or whatever, but don't seem to want to do any of the work to get there. Rather, they simply want to put down the work that everybody else is doing. They're decidedly negative people. 
but they can sort of motivate you in sort of a weird way. Just don't be like them. Share ideas, share your successes, share your failures. We talk about this all the time. Render help to others based upon your experiences. Use the negative thinkers to be anti, an anti-hater in the aquarium world. We need more anti-haters. Number five is what I call the instant gratification specialist. Yep, the internet aquarium keeping community abounds with these people. They're the ones who put up those crazy mega priced, you know, look at the tank I'm building thread that leave everyone in awe and sometimes people feeling bad that they're mere mortals. These people have the stated goal of building a tank that gets named, you know, tank of the century or whatever by some club or organization, as if that offers some, you know, legitimacy and cred to their existence in the hobby. Now, I'm not hating on build threads or, you know, sharing amazing aquariums that are started by genuinely excited people who want to learn and help others. This is a different breed of cat. The, the instant gratification specialist types seem to have very little patience for anything but instant gratification. This will be evident in the speed in which the tank seems to come together and all the outlandish expensive purchases that are posted regularly in their build threads. You see this in the reef community all the time, buying all the expensive toys and taking pictures. Look what I got today. These people want to be liked. They are fun to be around in that respect, but oddly sad in others. Many of them want to be part of something bigger. They want to be respected. They want to be part of some big thing, some big embrace or something. They just don't know what it is. And the reality is that many of these people would be awesome friends embraced by fellow hobbyists if they would just put their heads and their hearts in the right place. Don't let these people make you feel bad either. And there's what I call the buzzkill. Okay, everyone's seen this type of aquarist. These guys just have a dark cloud following them and they seem to want to pull everybody else into that cloud banker vortex with them. All of these people are extreme DIYers who spend vast amounts of time and money trying to come up with fancy automated ways of doing the most basic of tasks. When these things fail to do the job, they blame luck. Maybe they're unlucky, but they're almost always possessed by a why is this happening to me attitude. Many of them feel that the basics of aquarium husbandry just don't apply to them because they know a better way to do it. I don't know why I'm having this algae issue. My automatic constant frozen food feeder and homemade fertilizer station are working, but all my parameters are way off. The auto water changer and conditioner keeps sticking on me, and the computer that controls my RODI membrane assessment keeps telling me the water quality is fine. I'm at wit's end. It's kind of hard to feel bad for these types, really. They seem to be like a negative land. They must like the attention that the hobby community gives them. They may never change because of their arrogance won't allow it. It's a pity as they can offer the community a lot with their skills. Okay, wow, what a negative way to start your day with this podcast, but it was on my mind. It was something I read a while back, and I just thought it was fun to comment on it. And had a few ideas had to share with you. And okay, there you have my sort of concise guide on people that you want to avoid in the fish keeping world, online or elsewhere. Sure, these are generalizations and there's others, no doubt. However, it's still kind of give you a more detailed warning than perhaps you'll see elsewhere. Hopefully it can help you avoid wasting valuable life energy with people who have really nothing positive to offer and help you enjoy your hobby even more. As always, take any and all advice, even ours with a grain of salt. Have fun grow, share, stay bold, stay curious, stay creative, stay generous, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tannin.